Hello, and welcome to another edition of Wise Council Weekly, powered by Athenian Group. I'm your host, Tanyan Farley, and I have my co-host, Alex Francis, with me this morning. Alex, how are we doing? I'm good, man. We're back, back in the studio, or, you know, you're outside, but, you know, all good. Yeah, so a couple things that you may have noticed by listening. So, number one, I am not in the studio today. We are back on project work, which means we're back kind of all over the place. Um, and number two, we are now on a bi-weekly cadence of releasing podcasts. Um, during the quarantine, we were at home more. Uh, mm -hmm. We were trying to do every week, but now we're going to do bi-weekly because we think it gives us the ability to provide better content and frankly, uh, fit it with our schedules better. Uh, sure. So th that's what we're doing going forward. But I do think we have a great episode today. Um, we're going to have you know, some interesting guests I don't think anyone's ever met that's listened to, which is going to be cool. But our topic of the day, right, I think is really interesting as well. So with last week, we talked about seasons of life. We've talked about external motivators, internal motivators, that you can have kind of your business and personal life. And today we're going to focus on one specifically, which is your family, right? What kind of positive, uh, you know, reinforcement and support can your family bring? Where are some things that are hard when it comes to family and business? So we're going to talk through that. And I'm pretty excited about that. Our big three today, it also goes with family, which is yep. uh, big three of game night games, which I think will be interesting. Like when your family has a game night or, you know, a family reunion, a get together, what are the games that you play? I think this will be really interesting because I'm sure everyone in the world has different games, which I think will be really cool. Uh, then we're going to talk to managing partner Bobby Dixon to talk a little about you know family and his life and how it's kind of helped shape his career path and where he is today. And then finally, you know, we're going to finish out with what we're reading and listening to lately. And talk a little about next week. So Alex, you want to go ahead and jump into game time? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, cool. I'm excited about. It. So you know, the first thing that that we're going to talk about today is you know really what kind of role does family play in your professional life? So for me, right, I, I think about family is everything for my professional life. Um, let's start kind of before I was married, right? So before I was married, uh, growing up, you know, my parents were both self-employed, um, both really worked hard. And I saw the, the value of hard work really early on and what it could mean. I also learned a lot of lessons of what not to do, right? right? So I think learning from your family early on was key for me. And then as I got older, right, I started to realize that every dollar that comes into the household, everything that you put time into from a work perspective, you know, takes away from your time with the family. Every dollar that comes in is broken up into different amounts for, you know, your family depending on your family situation. So I think understanding your family's needs, understanding the time commitments of your family is incredibly paramount. I know for me that I've reached a, a point in time where I've had family members that I've lost and I've realized that, you know, spending X amount of extra hours every week to make X amount more dollars may not be worth the time that you lose with them. Right. So I think it's a very delicate relationship, but I do think that there's a really, you know, healthy support system in your family. I think that when you are broken down in business, when you have things that are going south, your family's there to pick you up, right. They, at the end of the day, will always hype you up, which I think is really good. Same time when you, you know, close a proposal, when you finish a project, when you land a new job, they're the first ones to celebrate with you, right? And they're the, per the people you go to to celebrate with. So I think it's really key, you know, to focus on family um, and, and especially in that situation. And obviously I don't have a, a child yet, Alex, but from your perspective, right? How is having a child like changed how you think about family and business or is right. it the same and maybe just more hyper-focused? Like excited to hear. Absolutely. I mean, like I would say absolutely it's the same, but definitely more hyper-focused. I mean, you know, 
you always have that goal in mind of how you see yourself in five years, how you see yourself in 10 years, how you want to progress throughout your life, what kind of lifestyle you want to live at a certain age. So that kind of goal is always going to be in mind and always be in the back of your head. Um, and for me, that's one of the biggest factors of me and just like my daily drive, you know, just daily drive and, and who I am is just, you know, being financially stable and being, you know, to where my family is comfortable in the state that they're in at any possible moment. So that is my um, external factor. And then my external factor to making sure that my family is comfortable, making sure my family is happy. But yeah, having a child, man, throwing that in there, like, wow, like okay. extra, extra factors of, you know, yeah. of pressure, you know, saying that's kind of on my back now. Like, like, honestly, man, before I got married, I, I, I was scared to, to propose just because I wanted to feel like, hey, if, if anything she needs from me, I can take care of it financially. If anything she needs from me, I can take care of it emotionally. And I didn't exactly. want to propose before then. You know, I didn't, want, I didn't want my wife running back to her mom or dad asking for stuff, you know? So no I had doubt. to make no sure doubt. I had everything in-house that was there and needed and comfortable. So now I take that same thought and, and take it to a, a tiny person that can't even fend for themselves. And I'm that mom and dad that has to support this child this baby for 18 plus years well basically i mean honestly man this is the one job i'm gonna have the rest of my life being a dad like that's that that one doesn't go away you know you could buy a True. new house and change a different state or get a new job this dad thing like that sticks you know that's, that's so a one-time resume submission man right? yeah. that's ever for, that's forever you know yeah so i had to you know take that into the back of my mind too that you know now that I have someone that I actually have to support with my own hands and they depend on me for every, you know, everything right now other than breast milk, you know, uh, that I am going to be that sole purpose or that sole uh, provider, you know, for my family at the moment to make sure everybody's comfortable. So, you know, just having that as, a, as another external factor, you know, embraces and changes my life in so many different ways. But at the same time, you know, just how we talked about before, um, you know, if you have your core values in place that, you know, some things don't change, they just kind of, you know, get hyper-focused, make you realize that you need to put your pedal to the metal a little bit more um, and hit those goals that you're looking for. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think having those values and getting those pillars in place, like you mentioned, whether it be wanting to make sure you're in a certain place before you get engaged or, you know, wanting to make sure you're in a certain place before you have a child, like all those things I think are, are pillars, right? And I think they're kind of things you learn from along the way. I think the other thing when I think about family and business is things that I've learned from that, right? Not necessarily in growing through situations, but what I've learned from them. So for example, I'm going to use my wife here. So one of the hardest working people I've ever met, right? And I learned through her patience in the workplace that I could never have, right? My, the way my brain functions and the way her brain functions is very different, right? Similar to how the way my brain functions versus the way a client brain functions or et cetera, right? right? So can, continuing to learn from that and learn from it in a setting where it's a, it's a foundation based on love, not a foundation based on like return on investment, right? Like right, right. With, with my wife, when we're having conversations about things in her workplace, I'm coming at it from a place of loving her. And so mm -hmm. when she talks about situations that she has at work or that she's going through and how she's handling them, I learn from that because I'm like, I genuinely respect and care about this person and the way they go about things, right? right? They may not be in the same profession as me. They may not be approached life the same way as me, but learning from them, I think makes me a better professional. And so I think you should like, people should really look at that with their family members. Obviously mm -hmm. family can be complicated and have a lot of things going, but I think you should be able to take away something from every person in your family. For example, 
I have a couple of very successful uncles that were dentists. I'm clearly not a dentist, but I've learned a lot about how to run a business, how to grow yourself, right. how to like, you know, get through certain situations and how to handle, frankly, being a successful entrepreneur and be a parent. And so I think about each person in your family can learn something from. I think you'd be remiss if you don't focus on that. So in your life, right, who are a couple of people that you've learned from? And maybe what have you learned from your wife, right, specifically mm -hmm. that you bring to the workplace now that you'd recommend people have that conversation with in their family? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, learning from your family, I mean, you could take that on two folds. You can learn from the good and learn from the bad. Um, you know, there, every family has a couple of bad apples and there's some things that, and some paths that you don't want to go down and you can learn from those experiences that they've made and learn from those mistakes that they've already, you know, experienced. Um, and take that and put into your own life so you don't go down those same path and make those same mistakes. Um, but on the other hand, you also have great people in your life doing great things. Like I have a lot of great men in my life that I, that I look up to. Um, a few that have passed away, unfortunately, but a lot that are still there to show me the way and show me the path of being a great man and a great family figure, uh, or a great father figure for my family. And man, uh, my wife, geez, man, like, like when I tell you, <laughs> I Rock learned so star. much, Rock so star. much, so much dedication like literally from her bodybuilding career and the way that she focuses and eats and, and does all of her exercises and, and training and sticks to the regiment. Like I, 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 even, even as an athlete, I was nowhere close to what she does and how much focus that she has to reach her goals. So that has so, showed me that, you know, you can put a lot of things to the side to make sure that you should focus on your ultimate goal. But I mean, one thing ultimately that I think I realized with having a wife that a lot of people should kind of, I guess, I mean, I don't want to say should understand because it's hard to understand. It's hard to see until you actually have that partner in crime, until you actually right. have that sidekick that's with you all the time, yeah. that it makes life so much easier. Like it makes going to work so much easier. Like you're not worried about dating. You're not worried about, you know, things that need to be taken care of. Some things are, you know, some things are easier and left off of your plate because your wife's kind of handling a little bit of it in the household. And man, I'm telling you, it makes so much things so much easier helps you focus on work, helps you focus on achieving your goals. And it's, and then it's even better when you have a partner that's supporting your goals and supporting your dreams, supporting the lifestyle that you're looking you know, to achieve for that family and that income that you're looking to achieve for that family to where everyone's comfortable with the situation you have. Everyone's comfortable with the long hours that you're working because everyone knows that it's all going to a greater goal in the end for this family. Oh, for sure. That, that last part is key, right? The understanding the support, right? when you are building something, it takes time. Uh, the, the internet, Instagram entrepreneur life oh, yeah. on the beach is not real. Right. And so building something that actually matters, whether it's in corporate America, whether it's in your entrepreneurship, whether it's an online business, mm -hmm. uh, takes long hours. It takes extra time. You know, we talk to Bobby all the time about his entrepreneurial life and what shape that's taken the hours and the time commitment, but having that support is key. You know, I have a friend that's starting a, a dental practice, um, oddly enough. And, his well, wife a lot is of right dentists. there. I know. <laughs> My teeth are really nice, man. I'm I know they are. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, she's supportive of him in every step of the way. She uses her skills to help that practice, right? And I think that kind of leads into my next question, which is really, you know, how can you take scenarios and things that you personally need to get better at professionally and test that out at home, right? Mm -hmm. And I know this can be like a fine line, but I think it's a great place to kind of hone your skills and practice things. I think about from my perspective, right, as a management consultant, someone that is hyper focused on my clients change, right, like working them, guiding them, leading them through change. I think about at home, 
right? Or, or with my family, when they're going through situations that are tough, right? Whether it be job transition, whether it be they have a new system at work, whether it be they're working on a new payment plan for something they just bought, whatever it may be, right? I practice those skills at home with them constantly because I know it's an environment where I can get candid feedback, right? That doesn't make any sense. Or mm -hmm. more importantly, right? I think a lot of times in our professions and consultants are more guilty of it than many, 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 many professions, which is using acronyms and slang that no one fully yep. understands and blowing <laughs> through it, right? There's been meetings where we sat in and people roll through acronyms. Yeah. And to this day, right? I have still don't know. I have millions of acronyms that I know, no but idea. there's still a lot that people throw out there that individual clients, you don't know. Right. So right. for me, I think working with my family and talking through, talking them through situations like I would a client, mm -hmm. right. I think number one makes me more empathetic towards my clients, right? right. To understand that they may not fully understand that I can take it to another level, but number two, right. I think helps me build a relationship even further with family members and help strengthen my family members. So I think a lot of times, you know, and I know this was a case for most of my friends growing up. When you ask, what do your parents do? Or, you know, what yeah. does your uncle do? No yeah. clue, right? They're like, I don't know. I don't right. know what he does. Unless they're in some sort of trade, right? Or a dentist, right? For the fifth time on this podcast, I'm talking about dentistry. I mean, who, who knew, man? It's, it is 2.30 right now. It is 2.30. <laughs> um, but anyways, sorry, sidetrack. But talking through, I think, really helps your family understand what you do as well to kind of get behind you. So, um, I think that's definitely something that, you know, as you continue to grow with your child and with, with your family, I think will be key. Right. And I, I think it's something that, that we can kind of work through um, going forward. So last thing I want to talk about mm -hmm. with us, right. Is we talked a lot about the great things about having family in your business or having yep. family around you when you're in business. Let's talk about some of the detractors, right. Cause there's definitely some things that make it hard, right. You talked about one of them, that, that I think is really key. So I'm going to kick it to you first, which is mm -hmm. what are some things as a father now and being married now that make working in business harder, right? Time, yeah. you know, power, influence, whatever it is, right? right? The pressure. Why don't you talk a little about that? So this is crazy. This is a crazy thing. My, for, I want to say like the first five years of my wife and I's relationship, dating, dating relationship, we would only see each other on the weekends. She, she used to be a flight attendant and then she's got another job. Um, that was like just on a different part of town. So I would only see her on the weekends. I would either go stay with her or she would come stay with me. So in our relationship, that was completely fine. You know, we just see each other on the weekends. We like what we're doing. We like how, we like the situation that we're in. But once you get married and once you have a kid and everyone's in the same house, you know, you get used to, you know, being in the same house every day. You get used to talking to that person every day. You get used to spending time with your partner every day. Um, but when you have to focus on work and we have to focus on the things that you want to get done in the back of your mind, sometimes it's like, man, I want to get home or, or man, I wish I wonder what they're doing or man, I wish I could hang out with them. So, no so sometimes that's just a little detractor, you know, and keeping that focus at times because you get used to, you know, having them around and get used to spending time with them. Like right now, like during quarantine, it's really weird. I mean, it's really weird that I had a baby over quarantine and I was working from home. So now it's even weirder that like I, I go downstairs to my office and my wife's upstairs with the baby. And, and and as a newborn, you know, she's growing, she's learning different stuff every day. And I'm always just wondering like, man, I wonder if she's up there talking or, or trying to talk or I wonder what she's what looking am I at. Missing? Or I wonder, yeah. yeah, what am I missing? You know, so stuff like that, that kind of comes into play. But again, you just have to kind of Focus, set your values, set your time frame, uh, you know, in place to, you know, this is work time, this is family time, make sure you kind of stick by those. So everybody kind of gets the fair share of, of all the time they need from Alex, you know? 
Uh, I think that's that's incredibly well said. I think I think you hit on one of the main things as a detractor, which is time, right? I think mm-hmm. that you know there's not enough time in in a day, period, whether it's for work, whether it's for personal, whatever. And so when you're trying to split it out, I think that's really hard if you don't yeah. have good time management skills. And I guess I shouldn't say management; I should say prioritization skills, mm-hmm. right? Understanding what's a priority in your life because you can always make time. For that's true. That's very true. But I think if you don't have that, you're really going to struggle, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to family because that's definitely the, the the negative side of it right like you love the influence and you love the information they give you and the and the the love they give you but when mm-hmm. you don't when it's pulling time away that's tough right and it's something that as a consultant or as someone in business who travels a lot like we do i mean that is a constant thing right i, I think that happens kind of every week almost right i yeah. know for the first couple of years my wife and i together it was three weeks a month right yeah. crazy right like yeah. that, that's so much time apart but uh, so a little i'm going to sidetrack for one second and give a pro tip to all of our travelers out there or to people that are gone or separated a lot from their family. There's three things, the three pillars of success for that, right? Is be consistent. And what I mean by that is if you always call your wife from the airport, always call your wife from the airport. If you always call her before you go to bed, call her before you bed. If you text your brother in the morning, if you call your mom on Tuesdays, whatever yep. it is, no matter yep. what it is, keep doing that, right? Even if you're gone over the world, I promise you it pays dividends. Number two, number two pillar. I hope you're writing this down transparency it may be at times incredibly difficult to explain what's going on right yeah maybe you had a rough day at work maybe you got something crazy going on because you're in a city like for example i was in los angeles when covid started happening and all of a sudden everything was closed and i was scrambling to get home it's hard to explain that to someone um but being transparent being you know showing your emotions of what's going on is really key because they can't see you oftentimes. I mean, maybe you can FaceTime, whatever, but I think that's really, really key. Mm -hmm. And then finally be empathetic, right? At the end of the day, you're gone. Someone's hopefully missing you. Maybe not. Right. right? Instead of telling them about what's going on with your day, ask them about yours. Right. Right. I think that is always key because you know what's going on about your day. If there's something exciting to happen in your day, someone, if you go ask about their day first, they're going to come back. Right. So I think those are the three, three keys to business travel and being gone with family. But anyways, I'll, I'll go back to, to detractors now. I think the oh, other good. thing, so b- besides time, is the pressure, right? I think there is at least, I, I'm going to make a general blanket statement here that is you know, probably incorrect for a lot of people. But for males, I feel like it is extreme pressure when you get married or have a kid. For example, what you talked about, right? To be able to take care of that person, to be able to take care of that living thing. And so every decision you make now to me is weighted. 3X, 2X, whatever your family situation is, right? If I'm going to take a risky move at work because I think it'll pay off for the long term, right? I now have to weigh that in my internal model of what I want for my life, right? And I think that everyone should think about that, right? You're no longer making decisions for you. You're mm-hmm. making decisions for your family, right? And this even goes for your parents or your grandparents or people involved, right? Like if you make a decision, it's like, hey, I'm going to be this and I'm not going to be able to contact these people for X amount of time. You got to right. weigh that into what's going on. So, you know, money isn't everything. Um, I think making sure that you understand that kind of pressure side of the equation with your family, I think is also really key. So... All right, so we now bring on our guest today. A little different than normal, so we're going to bring on our guest, Parker Farley, who is actually my brother, uh, to, talk, to talk a little bit about um, family and business and, and how that ties together to continue with our theme of the day. So, Parker, happy Wednesday afternoon. How are you doing today? 
We're doing good up here in uh, beautiful Denver, Colorado. It's not as not as humid as the Houston, Texas weather, and I'm I'm loving it, man. It's good to be home, good to be around family again, and um, I'm excited that for this weekend. It should be a good time. Good stuff, good stuff. So why don't you tell everyone uh, a little bit about what you do um, for your career and kind of what your passion is? Yeah, so um, I'm a, I went to school here in Texas just like Tanning did. Um, started out in logistics industry. Um, his first job out of college, just kind of rolled with it. Didn't really know what I want to do, how I wanted to do it. Um, and ended up kind of just working out, right. It's one of those things like everything I did in my life, I applied to this, the sales industry, right. It was the mm-hmm. same mentality as sports as it is doing sales. Right. Um, and so it was just kind of a quick transition for me. Um, and first year was a struggle, man. It was uh, a lot of cold call, a lot of knocking on doors that didn't want to be answered. Right. Just stuff like that. And, um, it just something in the back of my mind to keep, keep sticking with it, sticking with it. Um, and one of the, the perks of this job is as people go off and do other things, accounts are handed out. And I was fortunate enough to get a pretty good one. Um, and I've been there the last shoot it was three years in July, uh, this summer. So, um, we're rolling with it and um, starting to do some leadership roles, taking over some teams, stuff like that. And it's kind of, it's gotten fun, right? It's it's more of a, a team atmosphere in there that I'm used to. And it's it's not so independent anymore, which is cool. So I'm awesome. loving it, man. It's, it keeps keeps me busy. It's high pace. Next thing you know, it's three o'clock. You get to go home, work out, do your thing. So uh, awesome. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear about, you know, you moving into those leadership roles and stuff like that. And um, I was wondering if you picked up some of that from Tanya, you know, as he's leading teams and leading projects, because I know I picked up a little bit of that as my mom's been a, a, a VP in management for a while. And my wife as well has been working in management. I wasn't in management um, at all. And, you know, just picking up a little things and hearing and talking with them has helped me with my career. So I'm wondering if you picked up some of that as well from your family. Absolutely. Um our dad and mom are both great leaders, right? So that, that kind of got us going in the right footsteps. So it wasn't so much, hey, be a leader and do this. It was right. more like lead from the front, right? We do the stuff. We come in. We do the workouts. We do this. We do that. You go home. Take care of your business. And then now since I moved to Texas, obviously, Tane was very influ- influential. When I was going through high school, he, is, he went through the recruiting process. He did everything before me, right? So it was one of the things I could always refer to him, right? I'd always be like, hey, how's this going? And then, obviously, as I moved to Texas, I saw him in action. Um, now, once he started to do like graduate and do some of these internships, like I saw how he acted in certain roles um, away from the football field, away from my baseball field, right? It was kind of like a different view on things. Um, and so you have to see him kind of take over. And even I'll be sitting in the other room while he's doing these, you know, the podcasts with y'all or the meetings with y'all. And it's like, it's good to see how he takes certain things right because as a leader you got to be super super careful and you got to tiptoe that line a lot yeah no i think that's a great point to bring across the one thing that i think for a lot of our younger entrepreneurs or you know people in the workforce that are out there listening to this one of the things that we talked about earlier on our podcast was you know family and how when you come home you know there's detractors of time right you want to be working on something professionally or you want to be doing something you know xyz you know outside of business but you have family that wants to hang out or wants to do something like this. How, how is like your life changed? Like obviously when we live together to like living alone now, like how has that shifted and what advice do you have to like people out there that maybe going from one situation to the other, as far as like having to balance that like family time with like what you're trying to do professionally. Um, as far as 
because especially what we when I moved to Houston, I lived with Tanya, right? We moved in together. It was awesome to always have somebody to come home to and um, always get do always gonna go do stuff right after you know what I'm saying work, go grab a beer, go grab steak night, whatever. Um, and kind of switching angles here, you get married, right? I'm living alone and business starts to pick up, right? And all of a sudden it goes from, hey, when can I get out of here? I'm off at 415, when can I get out of here? To it's like, okay, it's more, you know, I'm, it's angled towards me, right? I'm spending a lot more time at work. I'm there till five, six o'clock doing whatever I need to be doing. And when you're getting in at 6 a.m. in the logistics industry, it's kind of, that's, that's a long day, right? Um, and so it's, it gets to the point where you kind of, I get home, right. I work out, I make dinner, I'm back on the laptop doing a lot of work stuff. It's not so much Monday to Friday is very regimented as opposed to when it used to be kind of, Hey, let's go to Midtown on a Wednesday and you know, to grab a drink. It's been a rough couple of days. It's more weekdays, weekday stuff and weekend is weekend stuff. And, um, that's, that's another thing that's kind of, you've obviously helped teach me a little bit too, right? Like, it's it's you got to stay regimented like you were if you were playing a sport right that's it takes five six days of solid work to kind of feel fulfilled and keep going on the right track no i think that and i think that fits alex what we talked about earlier as far as you know whether it's you, know, you you're having a child like you did alex or, or like you have a sibling that you live with or a friend that you live with that person is going to need your attention whether it's you know a child that's like obviously making you know some sort of noise or effort towards that or just like a friendship that you want to keep up there's always going to be detractors from that and i think you know when we talk about seasons of life last episode like like parker you just talked about you're in a season of growth in professional world right now so you're like taking that time and all those hours are bucketed in there and we've kind of talked about throughout this podcast and we'll hear from bobby here in a little bit where he talks about you know, that season of growth goes to a point where you're starting to take away from other areas of your life. And so you have to figure out how to balance it. So I guess, Parker, for you with, you know, working in a company or, you know, in your professional career so far, how have you seen like folks that, you know, for example, maybe your boss or your boss's boss that balances family time with focusing on work? And what have you learned from that scenario? Well, and it's actually a good example. My, uh, the office manager just had a newborn baby six months ago. So he's on the same, same playing field as you, Alex, right? It's a lot of last minute. He has to get out of there, right? Two o'clock. He has to go home. He has to take care of stuff. 7 a.m. He's, he tries to get in the office a lot earlier, right? Um, it's kind of you, how you, how you change the window of when you work, right? He knows the afternoons he's probably gonna have to get out. Um, so he gets in there six 30, gets all the reports out by 10, goes around does his like morning like hello goodbye stuff like that and next thing you know he's out of the door too but it's like he's still making a presence he's still making himself known that a lot of the new hires and still know him even though he's got two daughters and a newborn at home right and he's still balancing all this um so for me especially it's like i used to be you know oh, i'll work from home today i'll do this i'll do that but it's like it especially being in a leadership role you realize how much being in the office does matter right because right. he's he, he's gone for a few di- few days and a lot of the younger guys you know, you slip up right it's just it happens um and so for me now being in the leadership role it's like you have to be present and when you are there right like by all means like go travel go do whatever like i'm in colorado we still had a zoom meeting this morning making sure all that my guys are up to date on their knowledge gateways and just making sure they're on the right track um, so I think it's just being present, right. Making that effort. Cause they do realize like everybody's human. Oh, wow. Brad is his name. Brad has a got a new newborn baby at home and he's still caring about how my customer call. Right. Us, right. So it's only, as long as you put in your two cents, right. And you're still out there grinding. I feel like people will recognize that and 
it'll only be good things, right? Because it shows you can balance a little bit of both. Man, that's awesome to hear. Like, I'm glad to hear like these great mentors that you have, and, and the and the sure. and the words that I'm hearing you say, man. It's like, man, Parker's growing up, man. He's he's, trying, he's gonna be, he's gonna be a player out here in the world one day, man. You know what I mean? He's got some good mentors in place. But no, man. On a lighter note, we had a big three today, which was our big three family game night game. So I want to ask you before we let you go. What is your go-to game night game? If you have three, that's cool too. But I need I need to know that go-to game that you think of. And keep in mind, keep in mind that I'm I'm at later in this podcast when I share mine. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you were involved in those as well, so it'll be interesting (laughs) for the folks to hear your response now. Your your perspective. (laughs) So, um, Tanny's a big Scrabble guy, right? Like big big rice rice edu guy. Okay, Um, okay. That's that's more his speed, right? um boggle all that stuff i'm a big monopoly guy i've always been a fan of monopoly even though i mean tanning gets park place damn near every time um but hey it's all right i'm out here collecting rent all right um but i would monopolies is up there um mm. pictionary pictionary if you have the right group as long as they get you know what i'm saying a lot of a lot of feedback it's it's really fun um we've okay. done that a few group vacations um so that, Monopoly, works, that works because our family is made up of artists and Parker and I are the only ones uh, that are not artists yeah. of some capacity. So, so we do really good at guessing and that's about it. Okay. They do have an air Pictionary game now that like comes, like you can put it on your TV. You can like Ooh. draw in the air. Yeah, we have it. Like, yeah, maybe that's change, change the game. Yeah, change, change the, game, the game for sure. For sure. We're, we're in a digital era now, boys. We're in a digital era. All right. <laughs> cool. Um, well, that's – I don't know. I can't think of – I think those are the main two, I would say, okay. that aren't – Those are good. Those, aren't, those, aren't, those are good. We'll see, we'll see how many of those cross over to what I say later. I mean, spoiler for the folks out there. You might have named one of them. Don't know. Yeah. Who yeah, knows? Don't know. Could be crazy. Well, Parker, we appreciate you coming on. Um, for thanks sure. for your insight on family and whatnot. And uh, you know, we look forward to talking to you again soon, and we hope everyone out there kind of enjoyed the perspective. All right, we now move into quick hits with managing partner Bobby Dixon. Bobby, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well, guys. Good to see you all again. Yeah, man. We explained to the group that we are now on a bi-weekly cadence here uh, to maximize both our professional and our podcast abilities. So we've sure. level set expectations. So speaking sure. of level setting expectations, as an entrepreneur, how important is it to set expectations with your family your spouse, your, your partner, whatever it may be around working hours, time commitments, and the different aspects that come to running your own business, right? Obviously, as someone that runs a business, you're not punching the clock at nine and leaving at five. So how, how would you recommend someone goes about setting those expectations with their family? You know, that's a great question. Great topic, first of all. And I'll say, uh, start off by saying, uh, as soon as I find out the answers, I'll let you know. Uh, And if you have the answers, please let me know. I've been at this entrepreneurial thing for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is a a, um, wonderful blessing, but also a a, a challenge, Tang. And, And, you know, so to answer your question, some of those challenges come in the form of, what the family sees and hears is boss, yep. right? Uh, you know, and particularly as children, you know, or spouses, they interpret boss to mean do what you want, when you want, how you want, that sort of stuff, right? Yep. Uh, what they don't hear often in that interpretation is the servant leadership uh, aspect of it all. Uh, and so, you know, it depends on your leadership style, right? right. Uh, but, you know, if you have that or subscribe to that type of leadership style, um, what is perceived as coming first 
<laughs> it often comes last, right? Uh, you know, and so um, you, when you come last or, or you put yourself sort of, you know, behind the organization, you uh, indirectly put the family there too, right? You know, in, in, in terms of uh, your pecking orders and, and, and that sort of things. And so those are expectations that are, that are challenges to, to, to manage, particularly at a, at a partner level, you know, spousal mm-hmm. partner level, not necessarily with children. I think with children, it is more around um, understanding that, because uh, you, know, you want to seed good lessons into them too, you know, and it's, it's, it's yeah, you know, uh, with, with, with being the quote unquote boss, right? You know, right. that you don't want to focus on what they see, which is the, uh, the benefits. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to make sure that they understand the obligations, the accountability, the responsibility of it all, right? You know, and so um, uh, with every hour you take off, right, to go catch a game or, 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 or to, you know, go catch a ballet event, recital, whatever the case is, I mean, that's, that's two to three added on, you, you know, yeah. back, uh, back on uh, to the day, right? You know, whatever vacation you take, it stacks up and it's, it's that sort of thing. So in terms of uh, setting expectations, I guess I would say, you know, um, number one, uh, it is it is trying to explain the, the servant leadership aspect of, of being an entrepreneur, a business owner. And then number two, particularly where, where children are concerned, it is the, uh, hey, this is not just um, sit around in the big seat and, and roll around, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a burdensome, uh, you know, isolating, you know, position to be in, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then you've got to balance that with taking care of the family, right? Yep. You know, um, uh, which I think as we talked beforehand, that might be something we might get into, you know, uh, next or in the coming conversations, but the lines get blurred, right? <laughs> right. Yep. Because what is taking care of the family, right? I, I can tell you the longer I sit here at this desk and noodle mm-hmm. on, on these things and try to get output out of this desk and computer, I mean, in my mind, that's taking care of the family. No doubt. Right. Yeah, uh, but there's a lot of aspects, you know, of taking care of the family that, that, that come into play. So don't know if I answered your question, uh, but, you know, those are some of the things in terms of uh, working hours. I mean, they, they ebb and flow. There are no working hours. Right. Uh, the it's working the hours are 24 yeah. times seven. Right. Yeah. right? Uh, uh, the time commitments are the same. Uh, and it's just a matter of, you know, balancing it. Um, the one thing I'll say, uh, wrapping up this first question is, given that you've got to find the time, you got to challenge yourself, you know, to find the time to be present and accounted for uh, when, when it counts, right? So you can be physically present, uh, not accounted for, <laughs> right? Right. Um, you know, you can be accounted for, you got your place set there at the table, right? But you're not present, right? Uh, you, you know, and so one's a physical thing, one's a mental thing. Um, and you got to figure out how to get that done too, you know, because you Absolutely. owe that to your family. Yeah. Yeah. You, you answered that very well and kind of flowed into our next question as well. When you mentioned, you know, going to that recital um, for your daughter or staying in the office and trying to make as much money as you can. Um, and that essentially is what we're going to ask is, you know, how do you prioritize, you know, that family time and business time? When do you get to be able to decide which one is more important than the other, even though you just mentioned, you know, being present is kind of the main thing when it comes yeah. to uh, the family time. Yeah, Alex. So I think that's personal ethos, you know, and it varies by business owner and entrepreneur. I will tell you personally, you know, when I left corporate, you know, I was traveling quite a bit and, and doing that whole drill with a big firm is I decided uh, I was not going to miss anything. 
you know, because, you know, once you, uh, of material significance, right, games right. And, and, and those sorts of things, recitals and, and big moments, uh, once you, and you can do it different ways, right, you know, but, but, but once you decide or make a decision, you're going to miss that one thing, you can miss the second and the third and the fourth, and, and, and pretty soon you're, you're never around. So for me, it, I, I decided that if there was a game, you know, I was there, right, you know, if there was a recital, I was there, Um uh, because that just meant, meant a lot to me, right? Uh -huh. You know, yeah. and so trying to work commitments, you know, for work around that, that might mean at two in the morning, you know, I'm up noodling on something, right? Uh, that's yeah. after the game and, and after all that. And uh, that's uh, my ethos in terms of, you know, big events and that sort of stuff, right? right. Um, the, the other thing, so that as a priority, right? That, mm -hmm. that That's what I said, right? Um, the other thing that becomes a challenge is, particularly in this environment where we're working out of the home and, and that sort of stuff. And, you know, when your children are younger, they equate being home with being available. For sure. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, you, you know what I mean? Not home, not available. But if you are <laughs> home, you, you're fully available, right? Uh, and so you kind of just got to you know, manage that, right? And say, okay, these are working hours or, or if I'm occupying this office, Right, you know, um, we're at work. Uh, you know, things got to wait and that sort of stuff. But, but, but for me, uh, it was real clear. You know, I wanted to be there. Uh, you know, the the little league and, and all that type of stuff was only going to come around once. And for me, that was the reason I left corporate. Right, you know, to be able to uh, dictate right how yeah. I spent my time and and who I spent it with and all that sort of stuff. It wasn't about doing more or less work. I knew the work was going to be there. Um, you know, either way, but the liberating aspect, right, of, of launching out was to kind of, you know, decide, you know, uh, how you were going to, how you're going to manage your time. Yeah. And that was a big thing for me. Yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely spot on. I think that's definitely the advantage that, that, well, the perceived advantage that people think that entrepreneurs have, obviously, you know, as you mentioned, the 2am noodlings, I can confirm that Bobby does have those because I have been <laughs> a part of said 2am noodlings multiple times, uh, voluntarily and involuntarily, right? So I, I definitely understand that. That, that, that brings up another point, Daniel, which is interesting. So in, in terms of uh, your cohorts and who you work with and employees and those sorts of things, you also got to kind of set the expectations of what I try to do is say, listen, um, I suggest you turn your ringers off, right? You know, uh, at least put me on do not disturb, uh, you know, after, after midnight. Um, I, I, I do not expect anyone to respond to me, you know, outside of, of, of what is a normal, you know, uh, business operating hour. Right. However, uh, you know, for me, that's when my mind works. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's typically, you know, in those, in those wee hours, that's when I'm up, that's when, you know, uh, idea generations come and, and all those sorts of things. And so I'm the type of person where uh, I got to get it out, <laughs> you, you know? Uh, and so that's funny that you mentioned that, but I try to create an expectation that, you know, by no means, you know, is there ever a 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5, 6 a.m. response expectation, right? But those are the types of things that, um, that they happen. You got to work out for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, I think that's great. <laughs> well, our last question today is a little bit easier question, but it's still based on family. I think it's a fun question. So we talked about our big three for today was family game night games that uh, you either like to play currently with your family, have liked to play, liked when you were growing up. Uh, whatever. So we came up with Alex and I each came up with three, and we had a couple uh, 
honorable mentions. So we wanted to ask you the same thing. Don't need three. Uh, if you want, if you have three, great. Um, but we'd love to hear it, and we'll see where they compare to ours. I just want the big one. The big one in the Dixon household. This might surprise you. Uh, we're a Clue family. Wow. I yeah. was not. I was. Uh, I was not expecting that. I was yeah. not. Expecting I know which one you were probably expecting, and I think that's on the list too. But but we we love Clue, uh, particularly uh, my, my my daughter and I will go at it, and it's uh it's this this challenge that comes with uh, trying to because you got to make your final decision in some gray area, uh, uh, which is the essence of kind of leadership and entrepreneurism and all that type of stuff, right? And so it's because if you wait until you know all the clues emphatically right it's too late yeah yeah Yeah. you know and so i I, I think i think i know you know i know the person i know the room i might not know the weapon but i'm gonna go so and we get into some pretty intense games a clue um monopoly uh that's what i I pegged your family as being with (laughs) monopoly is a usual suspect uh we uh yeah we we go hard with that uh sorry i got the dogs in the back Uh, and then um spades Play spades. Ah, that's that was one yeah. of my honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. Game. What about uh, interested to know uh, what you guys get into? So, uh, the folks listening will hear this again later. But we have a couple that are not any of the ones that you have. So we'll talk to you offline about the ones that we have. But uh, they're they're good as well. They're good as well. Gotcha. Understood. Understood. Gotcha. Cool. Well, well, Bobby, those sound like. Uh, you know, I think the insight you talked about just from your experience doing this with your family and experience kind of growing in this and learning from this, I know definitely helps us every week. And I think it helps the listeners out there as well. So, you know, also a lot of what you mentioned ties really nicely to what we talked about in the opening and kind of throughout. So I hope this helps everyone out there, you know, if they're dealing with positive family situations with work or maybe trying to figure out how to balance that. So we appreciate your time and look forward to talking to you in a few weeks. All right, now let's head into the cool downs. Tanyan, so what are we reading and listening to right now, bro? So I would say over the last couple of weeks, um, the things I have been reading mostly have been RFPs from different government entities for some of the work we're, we're going for. So exciting stuff coming soon from the Athenian crew. True, true. Um, but from a personal note, I've been reading a lot about options trading lately. Um, last, I've been trading pretty decently uh, as far as quantity and, and amount and frequency um, over the last couple months and have decided that, you know, it's something I want to learn more and more about. So uh, I've been le- learning from some folks online in different areas. There's a lot of free resources on YouTube for that. So that's where I've been spending a lot of my time. And then um, just to circle back with some of the things we talked about earlier, I've been, uh, I'm finishing up some of my Python coding certifications as well. So nice, nice. what about you? Um, man, not much reading lately other than, um, getting back into my Dr. Seuss roots, you know, I'm reading, reading to the baby every night. <laughs> that's like, important, man. That's, like, that's man, more important than anything I just said. So I'm telling you, man, those, uh, those Dr. Seuss books, books, man, some, some tongue tied stuff in there, some rhymes are going on in there, man. I had to, had to get my, get it back up again. But, um, you, you gotta, you're going to have to hit the, like, 
watch the videos of Snoop Dogg and Marshawn right, Lynch. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I have uh, have been checking out uh, a buddy of mine that I used to work with has a podcast also called the Mainstream Podcast, M-A-N-E Stream. Um, him and one of his best buddies are just, you know, talking about gaming and tech, uh, different stuff in likes. I mean, I, I know they're both big movie buffs, so they also do review movies and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure they did one about Tenet, Tanya, and I know how much you like Tenet. I haven't it seen was. it yet, but I, I saw that they have an episode about Tenet. Uh, so I've been checking them out lately. It's called the Mainstream Podcast. I'll have to check it out, man. Maybe they'll maybe they'll let us call in and talk about Tenet. For those of you that haven't seen it, you've waited too long already. It's a phenomenal <laughs> movie. I've seen it twice. I'm probably gonna go back a third time this weekend. It is it is awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. We're, yeah, we'll definitely do a, a crossover episode for sure. I'm already gonna be in talks with them. All cool. right, so the big three today. Big three family game night games. Love that, man. I love the theme of fa- of family this week. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll go, let's go snake style. Okay, so I'll, okay. I'll, go, I'll go first and you can go. So my first one, and this goes, this goes way back to like camping and Cub Scouts and, okay. and with, with my family and stuff. So is the game Spoons. So a card game. I don't know, I don't know if anyone listening has I played it. I remember this. Yeah, super fun. Uh, as my brother and I got older, got pretty violent. Um, <laughs> going for the spoons, just like, you know, there's a couple strategies in that game. For those of you that haven't played, you can try and actually win the game, or you can just pass cards and watch people and then try and beat them to their own spoon. Okay. Uh, pretty barbaric at times, but I would say overall, great family game, um, especially when your kids are young. Okay. Okay. Uh, my first one is going to be Taboo. This one Ooh. is a must at every event for some reason this is always like the the staple like the go-to the fallback you know anytime we try a new try a new game it's like ah let's just play that (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's always a good it's always a good fallback play and it's hilarious every time every time you play it's funny somebody's gonna say the word on the card somebody's gonna say it's uh something that only you would guess and that's what makes it so much fun when you you and somebody have that inside joke to something but yeah taboo is definitely gonna be number one on my list for sure that's honorable mention on mine it's just phenomenal they also nice. have taboo taboo at uh after dark i think is what it's called taboo at the dark. which is like taboo meets cards against humanity so okay okay for all you 18 and older that listen check that out um so, so my number two is scrabble my mom loves scrabble i've been playing scrabble since before i even really knew how to spell words okay um i attribute actually so much scrabble growing up to me doing well in the SAT in high school uh, because go. I think a lot of that was really helpful. But I think great game, good for building, you know, uh, neurons in your, you know, connections and, and whatnot. I, I think it's good for little kids, and I think honestly it's fun. It's a good game to like have a glass of wine and chill. Absolutely, well. yeah. Well, I, we have we do not have that in my house because I feel like when me and my wife are dating, she used to kick my butt and uh, work with friends on the phone. So mm. I'm trying to stay as far away from Scrabble as possible. Trying to stay um, married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So my second one, uh, it's kind of like Cards Against Humanity, but it's called What Do You Meme? So it has like little meme pictures, you know, that you see online and you have to match up the, the funny quote or the funny card to what the picture on the meme looks like. Great family game. Gets a little dirty here and there, but I mean, it's all around fun. You can see how, how, your, how your little cousins kind of put little words together with different sayings and the pictures that they see. And very fun game. Very fun. I love that. Love that. So my last one is 
And this is mostly because I played it so much growing up with my family. I haven't played it very much recently, but the game, sorry, it's a board game. Um, the rules are, are essentially just trying to take everyone else in the game out and get mm-hmm. all of your, your pawns into one space, but mm-hmm. really fun. All ages can play. Uh, it's like, essentially, if you think about a multi-piece, a multi-piece version of Candyland, so I know that all the little kids love Candyland. So this yeah. is like a step up, pretty fun game, easy to play. Gotcha, gotcha. I like that one. I did play Sorry growing up a lot, a lot. Uh, That's a good game. So my last one right now, this might be my number one go-to family game. If if your family does like you know a little gambling thing, you could throw some mm. throw some one dollar bills in there instead. I like where this is the going. Game, the game comes with chips, but if you can replace the chips with one dollar bills, it gets gets pretty fun. You know, all your uncles will really want to play then, you know, so they can have a little beer <laughs> money later, you know. <laughs> but it's called LRC for left, right, center. It comes, it's this little game that comes with three dice. And on each dice, it has an LR or a C and little dots. Then the dots mean nothing. So, like, you, you throw the dice out, throw the dice out there. Whatever ones you get, that's which way you pass your dollars. So, you pass it to the left or right or put it in the center, which is the pot. So you, everyone goes around taking turns and you keep passing the money to your person on your left, the person on your right. And if, if you keep going, you stay in the game the entire time. Even if you run out of money, you stay in the game the entire time. Because at the end of the game, who's ever the last person with a dollar, say you get past a dollar right at the end of the game, you are the one that gets the pot in the middle. Very fun game. It gets exciting. Wow. It, it, and it's so much fun because everyone stays in until the end. So yeah. it could be two people battling it out with the dice, but you're on the side that haven't had money since the first round. You can still win in, in the end, man. Very fun game. I recommend it. Wow. It sounds like shooting dice meets dominoes meets skins all golf. In all yeah. in there. Roll but it's it family, all in. But it's family friendly, I guess, you know. <laughs> it is. It is family <laughs> friendly. Family friendly. Well, cool. Well, I'll definitely have to check that one out. That's one I hadn't played, so – I will bring that to my next family game night. I hope gotcha. those of you that are listening uh, take some of those and, and we'll be able to take that to your next family game night. Uh, well, I, I hope today's episode was you know full of information about interactions with your family, how you can kind of grow in that situation when it comes to your business, as well as you know how you can get through some of the hard times, some tips to maybe get through that on a more consistent, space, consistent basis, and maybe ways to interact with your family about business you haven't done before so we hope you take that away Um, we'll be back again in two weeks uh, with a new topic and a new guest and you know we're hoping to continue to bring value to this podcast onwards and and forwards so continue to send in those questions Um, we have a couple that we have queued up for next week so that'll be a bigger section of the podcast Mm -hmm. uh, next time but we're excited about it so as always take time to breathe and focus on your current situation Adversity breeds ingenuity, and Alex, wise counsel leads to sustainable results.